This time on episode 493 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss the 2023 Disney Plus show What If, season 2, episodes 1, 2, and 3. I'm Chris from Play Comics, a show where we look at video games based on comic properties and how well they stick to that source material, a part of the Gunna Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other astonishingly geeky shows at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. Raised on X-Men, empowered by the Avengers, strengthened by the Defenders, webbed by Spider-Man, adopted by the Fantastic Four, and forged by S.H.I.E.L.D. Stand by for your Marvel debriefing. Now it's time for your Marvel debriefing. I'm Agent Michelle. I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of the show, Director SP. Welcome to the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. This show is recorded on Saturday, January 6, 2024. Happy New Year. Live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast multiverse-wide. Come and join our live chat as we record. If you didn't already catch on to it, we like talking about Marvel. In this case, we like talking specifically about what if season two, as Chris just said a little bit ago, and how did you guys watch it? It came out over nine days, December 22nd through the 30th of 2023. Michelle, how'd you pick it up? Daily. Chris? We binged it, but chunked it out, binged it. So it's like we didn't watch the first couple days just because life was crazy over here. And then we would watch everything that was available and then kind of repeated that cycle the whole time. All right. I was officially tested positive for COVID on the 20th of December. So by the time I got to Friday, I was really jonesing for something to watch on TV. And that was the 22nd. And this popped in. So I can't say I watched it daily because there were some days that I just kind of slept through the whole day, but I did try to catch it daily. And especially with the third episode that we're going to talk about today. I'm glad I watched it on the day it came out. It was just, it made it more special. We'll get to that in a second. Michelle, what exactly happened with these three episodes? Nebula joined the Nova Corps, premiered December 22nd, 2023. Nebula sets out to prove her detective chops when she's recruited to join the Nova Corps. Peter Quill attacked Earth's Mightiest Heroes, premiered December 23rd, 2023. When Ego and a young Peter Quill attack Earth in 1988, Howard Stark and Petty Carter form a team. Happy Hogan Saved Christmas, premiered December 24th, 2023. Happy Hogan sets out to prove his hero chops when Justin Hammer lays siege to the Avengers Tower during the annual holiday party. Chris, what were your overall thoughts with these three episodes? This was a banger of a start. By the time we watched this one, we could watch all three of these episodes together. And I had kind of seen people toying around online with, you know, here's this episode is this movie and this episode is this other movie, which, you know, it's internet theories, whatever. But just looking at it with that already in my mind, these were some really fun episodes to watch. I enjoyed every single pop culture reference. I think AC Bradley and the entire team 
just brought it home hard with all nine episodes. Fantastic wordplay in the dialogue, fun plots, and then animation I can get on board with. And then the mix of characters per episode was just fun to have all these people interact with each other. We're going to start talking about the first episode, the what if moment in the Nebula episode. Nebula joined the Nova Corps. Ronan betrayed Thanos. And that's what led to this entire series of events that gave us what, Michelle? Blade Runner. We had the darkness, the flying cars, the rain, the lone investigator, and all those voiceovers. It's amazing. I loved it. And we had some funny business right off the rip here with Nova coming out, looking at everything, and the other Nova Corps members saying, oh, yeah, let's you know clean this up. Hurry up. We should be done real quick. And everything just instantly smelled like weak old fish. I thought it was great to hear Jude Law's voice again as Young Rogue. And then Michael Rucker, I'm Mary Poppins. It was great to actually hear him. They did the, they were the actors that did the voice of their characters. Not everybody got voiced by their on-screen character, but in this entire series, the season, but those two did their voiceovers and it was just fun to hear them. And Chris, there was fun characters that were brought in too. You had members of the Guardians of the Galaxy just hanging out in the casino there. You had Howard the Duck and you had Korg. And those two especially just brought a ton of fun to this entire episode. Michelle, the key indicator here is Novacore had Nebula as a corpsman. And she had to figure out everything. There was a moment that she figured it out. She made some plans. And then at the end, she followed through with that, right? Exactly. When you hear your boss say something that's off the main path, you get suspicious. And then at the end, you form your own version of the Guardians of the Galaxy. And you kick in the door and you take over and kick butt. And there you go. I like the fact that this all actually came together. Because Howard the Duck's liquor license was threatened. Sometimes it doesn't matter why you do the right thing as long as the right thing gets done. Hey, the boost has got to flow. And they look cool while they did it. (laughs) They did. The one qualm I had with this episode is Ronan actually was embargoing or had the, you know, the whatever you call it when you have COVID brain is fun, by the way. When you have a bunch of ships around uh, a planet for five years, is that realistic? I am not down on my space-based warfare, so I don't know how long a siege could work like that. I mean, it, it works on land here on Earth. Siege, that it is. Okay. Well, I'm sure he called out to, you know, the space version of DoorDash and had stuff delivered. Jeff Bezos is working hard out there in space, right? (sighs) Well, I think that's it for this episode. We're going to move on to the next episode. Before you do that, I do want to briefly mention there was a prison riot, but we'll come back to that later. Indeed.
All right, we're going to move on to the next episode that was out there on the 23rd of December. Peter Quill attacked Earth's mightiest heroes. This was a fun one. I think with the the first two and especially the third episode, I, I really they hit hit it hard and they brought it home. So as far as the plot goes, but in Peter Quill, the what if moment was Yondu turning Peter over to Ego. Remember, in our universe, Yondu kept Peter from Ego. And that allowed everything. But for this one, Yandu actually turns Peter over and it causes everything. Michelle, this is something that we find in terms of all Marvel properties, and that's the idea of family. And we sure get it here. Yeah, this one really focuses on loss, how you handle loss how you can just find a connection. And in this case, it's through music. And of course, Peter is going to respond to someone who has a Walkman and is singing along to a rock song. Yeah, he didn't have one. So Hope came by and she made it so that he felt some sort of connection with the planet and things that were cool. But he did know who Van Halen was, though, right? Of course he did. Was that before he left? Well, it's 1988 when he came. So, yeah. Okay, because he didn't have his cassette player. Ego took it from him and, and, you know, got rid of it and made it something else cool. So I'm just wondering where his connection to Van Halen. Apparently Van Halen intrigued him so much that he kept and retained that knowledge all those years that he was with Ego. I don't know when they started off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure they released an album in 1984. Yes, they did. So that makes sense that he would know who Van Halen is, because right off that first album, they were Van Halen trademark. So with Chris, you know, there's a lot of fighting in this episode. There is, and a lot of it comes from the, you know, I'm going to say Avengers because that's just the best word for it, I think. But a lot of it comes from that Avengers team of going in, guns blazing, trying to take out what they're perceiving as a giant threat, and there's no attempt by them to figure out what's going on. And that is just definitely not a good move, especially when you're dealing with somebody who turns out to be a little kid, you know, that, that kind of tends to make people look at you in a bad light. And then they're justifying the fact that they're retaliating against him because he fought against them. But the reason he fought against them was because they came and attacked him in the first place. So, you know, maybe try to figure out what's going on before you go in guns blazing. Just a thought. I love this 1988 Avengers team, right? So you have Peggy Carter, you have Howard Stark, you have Thor, you have Bill Foster as Goliath, you have Bucky Barnes, you have Black Panther, you have Hope Van Dyne, who is a member of the team, as we see in the, you know, the the walkout at the end. And you have Dr. Wendy Lawson, and we get Goose. We don't see Goose until the end. I think Goose would have had some fun with this whole thing, but we don't see him to the end, but we see Goose or her. Is Goose a him or her? I was thinking about that after we recorded last time. I don't know to Goose's gender. Think it's she? Okay, my bad then. Then Goose is a she. I see, I see Goose as a he because of, you know, Top Gun, but my apologies then. 
All right. So I did like this Avengers team. Did you guys like this mashup, this team up? Of course, it's one that I didn't see coming. And the dynamics that they had right from the start, especially when you had a couple of them who had history together. So you immediately got that play. I liked how Ant-Man ended up immediately being the crusty one. It was funny. It was interesting. And don't forget that they had Bucky in there, too. So bringing him into a team like this this early, even if he was or especially because he was a Soviet agent being put onto this team, that was a pretty nice touch, too. I got a couple of things on this episode. First of all, they start in Project Pegasus. We see Project Pegasus in the first Avengers movie in 2012. Pegasus, by the way, is Potential Energy Group Alternate Sources United States. It was meant to research alternative energy, which is why the Tesseract was there in 2012. So for anybody that didn't know exactly what that was in the Avengers, that's what what it was in the Avengers. Also, I just got to say, Tank Commander Peggy Carter is hot. I mean, that that was just wow. And she, you know, took command, knew what she was doing and everything. So awesome there. And the pivotal scene was done so well where you had the battle going on. You had the Winter Soldier fighting to comply. You had Stark and Hank Pym talking to Peter Quill, trying to turn him against Ego all at the same time. Well done. Just uh, uh, fantastic in the minutes that they had to deal with because these are short episodes. It was great. It was fun. So, Chris, what was the brief mention that we'll find out later? I mean, one thing really here is just keep in mind the fall of Asgard. But like you said, we'll come back to that later. All right. Anything else with this episode? You good? All right. We're going to move on to the final episode we're going to cover today, which is Happy Hogan Saving Christmas. This was a fun one. This one, if you hadn't bought in already, this was especially the day it came out. It came out Christmas Eve. It was fun. And Michelle, you need to say the thing. It's Die Hard and it knows it. They did everything but say Die Hard in this entire... They even were talking about other movies like Con Air and stuff like that. It just didn't mention Die Hard. But they gave you all the character reference, all the plot reference, everything about Die Hard but saying Die Hard. I mean, R.C. even mentioned being Reginald Val Johnson. I know. It's such a shame that Bruce Willis is in the state that he is in, so he couldn't participate as an extra or whatever in this, but... Oh my gosh, that was so fun having this on Christmas Eve. I texted it, I put it in our Discord server, and everybody, if you have a chance to watch this episode, watch it today, because it's going to be fun for you. This is going to be one of those Christmas episodes where, as I'm binging through a show later, I'm not going to mind the Christmas episode, because it's not just sappy Christmas, it is just big, dumb fun. (laughs) It is. And Michelle... We get a new character in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We get Happy Hulk. Literally, it's not just a Hulk who's happy, it's Happy Hulk. <laughs> He's, the expression on his face is just, uh, I've got a head, ca- I've got a theory that's my personal head caddy. You guys ready to hear it? Yep. Sure. Stark knew Happy Hogan would eventually find the syringe. So when it auto-plunged, remember the the syringe flew through the air and went into his leg? When it auto-plunged, I think 
it was specifically designed to do this by Stark because he always knew Happy was going to find it, or it was genetically keyed to being in Happy and then plunged it down. So this universe is Tony Stark always wanted Happy Hogan to be a Hulk. I guess he just didn't realize he would be purple, which is why he didn't recognize him right off the bat. Yeah, he did. Oh, it's at the end. They're all fighting him because, you know, he's going after the Veronica suit. And so they're all fighting him. And that does on your security bill. <laughs> yeah. And uh, he was happy he, at the end. No pun intended. Stark was happy at the end. You're all the security I need. Yeah. Uh, the dialogue in this episode in particular was outstanding. I love the banter. Cat Dennings brought Cat Dennings songs and poems throughout the entire thing. It was it was great. Again, fun team up. We had Happy, we had Darcy, we had Director Hill, we had Thor, we had Banner, we had Hawkeye, Iron Man, Black Widow, and Steve Rogers. Not all of them had the original voice act or the original actors voicing them, but it was fun having the characters on the screen. And by the way, the what if moment for this was Justin Hammer just had too much time. So don't give Justin Hammer time to come up with cockamamie schemes, though he made a great bad guy for Die Hard. Yes, he did. Even he even did the fall correctly at the end before he got caught. But I loved I loved it. They even did the fall. Yeah, the, the, the and it was, you know, the animation was done in the same style as the fall and Die Hard and everything. It was yeah. It was fun having all that. And then Chris, there is a, this is going to come back to you again in this episode too, right? Yeah. For this one, I just want you to keep in mind, you know, pieces of your suit flying in, but we'll come back to that later. So anything else guys? Did you know that Hawkeye is 15% off? (laughs) I didn't see that. I, I remembered seeing the two of them in the toy store and, said the wife said to bring this home and we're not bothered coming home that was kind of a fun scene i think was that an homage to the schwarzenhanger film yes i'm trying to remember what the name of that film was but there was like toy something like he was sent out to get this toy soldier that he was supposed to get weeks ago see it in my Uh, mind jingle all the way yes jingle all the way yeah I thought that was straight out of Jingle All the Way. Yeah, my brain. Where did that come from? <laughs> my brain. <laughs> you had to stretch it hard, huh? All right. Anything else about these three episodes, guys? This was just a great way to start the entire series. Picked up right off of where the fun from season one ended. And I, after seeing these three, was so excited for what was coming on. and. I mean, Kaylee could see the excitement on my face, too. It was just great. I was concerned about a season two. And after these episodes, I wasn't. I just left every episode feeling good. It was a fun ride, these three episodes. And spoiler, the rest of the six are fun rides, too. So we'll get to the next three next time. We're going to be covering season two, episodes four through six. If you haven't had a chance to watch them, they're really short, half an hour long. Watch them. Let us know what you think about the next three episodes and let us know what you think about what we said about the first three episodes. 
You can always find us on our Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord, or send us a voicemail. We still have that. 844-THE-BUS-1 or 844-843-2871. And AC Bradley, at some point, you need to bring back the bus. What if the bus returns? It's what if. Nothing's canon anyway. All right. And yep, that's it for this time. So until next time, I'm Director SB. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. What if the bus? Season three. Got to think of a good plot for that. What if the bus took us to get ice cream? on a ferris wheel bring it back iron man yeah thank you for listening the intro music heard on this podcast is great marvels of the world by lynn publishing found on pond5.com the outro music heard on this podcast is cinematic trailer by ed records found on audiojungle.net other transitional music on this podcast is found on incompetech.com audiojungle.net and pond5.com For more information about this podcast please visit legendsofshield.com Excelsior! Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2024.